Well, Asian markets mostly higher. No surprise. Again, a record close on Wall Street uh, also prompting uh, the higher uh, trades there. Yes, uh, we're very strong in Asia um, on the back of that record close in the U.S. I mean, uh, it's a risk on trade. Um, effectively, we've brushed off all the news of a, of a, of a downgrade by, uh, by Moody's uh, on China. And um, it looks to be risk on again. And I think the markets are just really buoyed by the fact that, you know, the, uh, when you look at uh, the fact that even though we are sitting at an all-time uh, high, you know, the, the, the reality of the matter is that, uh, you know, the, there isn't really an alternative to the equity market. And I think that's going to continue to be a driver. If you look at where, uh, where, where the alternatives are, we sit, we're still sitting in the world where interest rates are still relatively um, at, at a significantly lower level. So money is looking at the opportunities in the equity markets, and we continue to see um, the drive, you know, up on these um, uh, equity equity markets. Uh, we're currently sitting in Asia. You know, the Nikkei strong up at three tenths of a percent. Um, you know, the uh, cost uh, at the record. You know, the Hong Kong as well, very uh, strong and positive. We had the third minutes uh, coming up yesterday um, or being released last night. And, and also, despite the fact that uh, we, 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 they, they, they're quite adamant that we're going to see a rate hike in June, and that's not even uh, enough to, 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 to shock the markets because, you know, the, the Fed has been very transparent. And I think that's what um, is, the big, is the issue here, is the fact that the Fed has been transparent, and, and that's what the market wants. Market wants transparent transparency it's quite clear what the path uh, of the fed is and it's very well defined um the fed is on an autopilot they are going to increase interest rates by another um by another 50 basis point this year um 25 basis point expected in june and another one just before the end of of the year and um you know what what, what was also communicated in in, in the in the in the in the fed uh, minutes yesterday was the fact that um, there was a little bit of a focus to see whether at what point would they begin to you know cut back on the balance sheet we know that the fed had embarked on a massive bond purchase program uh, since 2008 in it you know in an effort to try and bring back the uh, to support the U.S. economy, you know, the U.S. economy was a patient which was certainly on a on a on a life support machine. Um, at the moment, it looks like it has recovered. Um, certainly, there are strong signs that this patient can now run on on their own. But of course, it is the process of trying to get the patient back on on, on their feet, which is very important. So the balance sheet uh, runoff, it looks like they. they they also uh, allude to the fact that they're going to be very gradual in reducing that balance sheet. So um, it's, it's, it's a communication which is transparent and which is why on the back of these minutes we see the markets uh, still continue to, to rally. And, of course, NATO members anxiously hoping that Donald Trump's visit will bring renewed commitment to fight terrorism. Yes, I mean, uh, and especially when the meeting or the summit is taking place, you know, two days after, after an attack, um, in, in Manchester, it, it, this uh, particular issue, you know, terrorism will certainly be top of the agenda uh, among all the uh, 28 NATO mem- members who are uh, meeting today in Brussels. Um, you know, the, one of the things that will be, wa- you know, uh, uh, you know, worrying for these members is to find out whether uh, or not, you know, which side um, of, 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 of NATO uh, is Donald Trump or is the U.S. administration uh, on. Because remember, during his uh, election campaign, Donald Trump was very critical uh, of NATO, almost, you know, saying the organization is uh, obsolete, you know, especially criticizing them on the fact that uh, those other members are not contributing enough 
um, to, 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 to NATO, um, and also saying, you know, they need to come on board and, and begin to really equally, um, you know, contribute their fair share. Because when you look at the uh, statistics of the 28 members um, uh, of NATO, um, you know, they, they have a commitment to, uh, to contribute about 2% of their GDP uh, towards NATO. But currently, the U.S. is the main contributor, contributing to about 70% of that budget, which is about 3.6% uh, of the U.S. GDP. And, and when, when you look at the other members, um, the likes of Germany, the likes of France, uh, Spain, and Portugal, all those other members are contributing just under 2%. And then Donald Trump has been very critical of that and saying the other members need to come to the party and begin to really contribute if the, the uh, organization is, is, is to succeed in fighting you know, the scourge of uh, terrorism and, 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 and ISIS. Uh, so it's going to be a very interesting one to see exactly what happens, uh, what goes down in, in Brussels. Uh, but certainly, I think the members will agree that the, the, the time to unite, particularly in, in the fight against uh, terrorism, is now. Well, we're going to leave it there. Thanks so much, Maudi Lentwane, who's Group CEO of Lehumo Investments.